0: touch everyone that is sick and uh, let's pray especially for brother harvey needs a touch from the lord and uh, let's pray for him matthew chapter 23 we'll get into the word of the lord and i'll try my best to give to you what the lord has laid on my heart you've got two things working for you today um well one good thing working for you anyway Uh, when it has not been, uh, when it has been a long time since I've preached, I have a tendency to go a little longer than normal. And, uh, when it's gonna be a long time before I preach again, I have a tendency to even stretch it out a little bit longer than that. But, there's one thing that's working in your favor. When I have not preached in a while, Uh, My voice is not as strong as it normally is, so I can't go as long as I want to go. So we'll try to do this in a timely fashion today. Matthew chapter 23, verses number 37 through 39. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, because they would not, this is what will happen to Jerusalem. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed, is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. The Scripture says that the Lord is talking to Jerusalem after a very uh, strong message that He had given them, and said unto them, You that kill the prophets and stone at them which are sent unto thee, I would gather you together under my wings, under my shelter, as a hen would gather her, chick, her little chicks. But you would not. And because you would not, behold, your house is left desolate. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to help us today. God, we're depending on You. Our faith, our confidence, our trust, and our hope is in You. I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that You would move in this service in a great way, that You would talk to our hearts, that You would speak to our souls, that You would draw us nearer to Thee. And we'll give You the praise. We'll give You the glory. We'll give You the honor and we praise You. Let's praise Him together right now in Jesus' name. <clears throat> in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you from this subject this morning. My subject title is The Hour of Visitation. The Hour of Visitation. It is very important to all of us today in life to understand and know the hour that we live in. Uh, It's very important to... To understand and know the time, the seasons that we are living in. If you are one of those who plant a garden, you know that it's that time that you start going outside and waiting on the, the rain to cease a little bit. And you start plowing through the dirt and probably if uh, you have interest in a garden, you've already been out there plowing in the mud. And, and so <clears throat> you have to understand and know the hours and the seasons that you live in if you, if you want to, if you want to accomplish very much in life. Now, you can hardly wait until June to plant a garden. It don't work too well that way. And, uh, because the weather is changing and the seasons for planting is not in June. And June and July is pretty much the season for reaping around here. And so you have to start out in the right and correct season. There is seasons of life. There is seasons that we all go through in life. And there is seasons of of being born. There is seasons of and speaking of seasons of being born, we have a grand brand new grandma in the house with us today and a brand new uncle here. Just call him Uncle Landon from now on. And uh, but uh so there is seasons of being born. There is seasons to live. There is unfortunately there are seasons to die. And so a life is full of seasons and and so when when we think about this, we have to seize the opportunity that is set before us. And Brother Allen was talking this morning about the elderly saints of God, and they are so important to us. And he was talking about um, uh, classic cars, and they have to be in their... Original state, our shape. Well, when you get older, sometimes you're not in your original shape. Uh, so, <laughs> in more ways than one. And, uh, some of us, there's a lot more of us than there used to be. And, uh, because we, uh, we just get better with time. So you don't want to run out. So the Lord just produces more of us. But <clears throat> there is, there is times and seasons that we go through. I, I was thinking and, and, these are, these are some carnal analogies to make to a spiritual application a little later on in the message of what I've got to say to you today. But in, in the, the world that we live in, that when an opportunity the old saying is, "Opportunity knocks once in a lifetime." Anybody ever heard that? There's been songs that's been written about that. There's been poems that's been written about that. Uh, this has been recorded. I don't know who was the first person that ever come up with it, but is a few years before my time. But opportunity knocks, and and it's kind of like one man said said he was <clears throat> waiting on his ship to come in at the port and uh, he was at the wrong place he should have been at the airport instead of the seaport and so there's lots of times that that people has waited and they keep waiting on that opportunity and they never realize that the opportunity has come and the opportunity has passed and they're still waiting on the right opportunity to uh fulfill their desires and their dreams and i have i have seen people that that do this we all know people that do this i, I i'm reminded of of a uh a preacher. He was a Pentecostal pastor, and he had the opportunity to get in on the ground level of the introduction of Walmart. And uh, of course, Sam Walton had not been real successful, and he was needing to borrow some money. And this pastor had the money to loan him, but because of his prior uh, failures in life, he was hesitant to do so. And so if he would have loaned him that sum of $10,000 that he asked for, how much do you think that $10,000 would be worth today? And so opportunity knocked, but he was not willing to open the door. And uh, I I know that there's a lot to say about wisdom, but But wisdom goes both ways, wisdom to move and wisdom not to move, wisdom to act and wisdom not to act. But there has to come a time in all of our lives where we understand the hour of our visitation. As I look in the Scripture today, as our text reading in Matthew chapter 23 The Word of God is telling us that Jesus is there and He is preaching to them. And if you go and you read before this passage of Scripture that we have taken out of this chapter, you can find that Jesus was very blunt. Jesus was very forceful. Jesus was very to the point of what the children of supposedly God needed to hear. And when he comes to this, he he seems to take a turn, and and I, I've done something that is that's been very interesting to me this year. I try to read the Bible through uh, yearly, and uh, lots of times reading we miss a lot. I'm not a a, a real good uh, reader. I, I read not because of I like it or entertainment. I read because I need to and so, um, there's a lot of things that I miss in reading because I'm not that well uh of a reader but i I've started getting my bible and and uh looking in the scripture and uh I'm getting those folks to read it to me, and I'm following along in my bible and there's there is different emphasis that they put on things, and it it brings a whole new meaning to the scripture and i'm getting a lot out of it that I have not gotten in the past. And it's bringing a lot of things to my memory. And so, in this Scripture reading, the Lord is real forceful. He he is almost just, I mean, just pounding them. It's like, like a preacher that you get up and say, boy, He blistered our hides today. And uh, so that's what Jesus was doing. And then, all of a sudden, He takes a turning point. And it's like his whole demeanor changes and he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, what I really want to do is to gather you together. What I really want to do is to shelter you. What I really want to do is to protect you. What I really want to do is to help you. But you have not understood the day and the hour of your visitation. And because you have not comprehended and understood the day and hour. I know I'm going a little bit slow, but if you'll pay attention, I'm going to help you this morning by the help of God. But he said, because you would not understand the hour of your visitation. Maybe you're too busy. Maybe you're you're too about other things. Maybe you're you're out in left field somewhere. And, and he said, because of this, behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And when I read that scripture, it it's very, when you think about this, there he is, the Messiah. The very expressed image of God. It's setting before them, and they don't even recognize who is talking to them. How sad. And this is the children of God. This is the ones that have studied the Scripture of Isaiah. They have studied the Scripture of Jeremiah. They have studied all of the prophets. All of this is being fulfilled in this generation's presence. And they failed to even understand. There is the Messiah, the one that's been promised, the one that you have been praying for, and they did not even believe that it was, and still today, they do not believe that the Messiah has come. And so, when I, when I think about, this is our scripture setting today, so keep all of that in mind. The importance of timing, timing is, is, So important. Timing is is pretty much everything. Things done in the right time. You know, it's not smart to get married when you're 12 years old. Although I have an aunt that got married when she was 13, and she is still married to the same person today. But I would not advise that at all. Any parents agree with me on that? Yeah, you know, I've got y'all scared to even to even say, hey, "Man, I'm not going to be mean this morning." That was Jesus that was blistering their hide, not me. But but so these are you know now you might have the one picked out that you're going to marry in the future, but timing is important. God's timing is extremely important this is a very and I'm going to use some carnal things here for the next few moments so bear with me but there's an old there's an old song that that was written and I think I think the name of the song I think it's the gambler and um, and he sings he said he's talking about gambling and he says you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them you gotta know when to walk away, and then you gotta know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table, because there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. And so what he is talking about, now I'm not sure what all the song is talking about, but I can remember that line. But <clears throat> what he is, what he is talking about has to do with timing you got to know when to hold them. you got to know when to fold them. you got to know when to walk away. And then you better know when it's time to run. Because timing is everything, playing the right card at the right time. Because you can have the right card but play it at the wrong time and, and you lose the game. But you can hold the card or then you can hold the card too long. Life gets complicated. Amen. Life gets complicated, and so life can be very complicated of figuring out what the right timing is and how how to do things at the right time. In in the sports world, this is very very clear and very evident. Now, a few days ago, the the Texans. I, I hope uh, maybe it's your beloved Texans or whatever, but Whatever there is to say about this, lost a prime golden opportunity in a playoff game to get one step closer to their goal, which was the Super Bowl. They had Kansas City, which won the Super Bowl, on the ropes. They had come out red hot. They had scored, I think it was, what, 24 points. And so it was 24 to zero at this time. I think it was 21 to zero. But the coach made a critical, critical mistake. Now this is called armchair quarterbacking. That when you're not in the, in the pressure of the game of making the decision, they were doing everything right. They could not do anything wrong until it come to a critical fourth down. And so they were driving. They got stopped. There was a few feet left for a first down. Instead of going for it, now he had one of the highest-powered offenses sitting on the sideline. And everybody knew that Kansas City had a great offense. But something was going wrong. It was time to seize the moment. Instead of going for it on fourth down, he elected to kick a field goal. What that did to the opposing team would say, they're running scared. Now is our opportunity to seize the moment, which they did. Needless to say, they went down the field. They scored a touchdown. The Texans started driving on the next drive. What made him do this? I'll never know. But on fourth down, on the wrong end of the field, the coach elected to go for it and did not make it. And so there, some 35 yards away, they had the opportunity, the opposing teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, had the opportunity to score again 35 yards or 40 yards away. Now... The difference in timing was fourth down was right to go for, but it should have been the fourth down before, not the fourth down after. And so this timing played a critical role in if they were able to succeed and defeat their opponent, which they did not because of timing. The call was right if they would have been reversed, looking at it from this angle. But then, what is timing about? Timing allowed the opponent to get a grip hold on what was going wrong in their huddle and to get it straightened out. Muhammad Ali, a famous boxer that proclaimed himself to be the greatest of all time. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. There's nothing like the great Muhammad Ali. He said one time, it's going to be a thriller, a chiller, and a killer when I meet that gorilla in Monilla. He was always famous for catchy phrases and quotes. And he had something very famous that he played that he called the old rope a He said, I'll get out there and I'll bounce around. And I'll let them swing, their power swings. And I'll get up against the ropes. And when he would get up against the ropes, they would think that they had him where he wanted him. But timing is critical. And timing is everything. An opponent that was more powerful than he was. An opponent that was stronger physically than he was. But he had bounce around on the ropes, run them around the ring, let them chase him until they were tired. And then he would move in for the kill. In relationship, timing is everything. Asking the right girl out at the right time is everything. Jeremiah once said this in chapter 8 and verse number 7. Yea, the stork in the heavens knoweth her appointed times. Crane, the swallow, observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. My people know not their time. My people do not have an understanding of their time. Of when the Lord is speaking to them. I want to tell you today, I've said those carnal things to make a spiritual impression upon your minds and your hearts today. That there are people that have lost everything because of timing. Poor timing. Not understanding the time. Not having a revelation of the time. Not knowing the time. If there's ever been a time where we need an understanding of the times that we live in, we are living in perverse times. We are living in critical times. We are living in scary, scary times. When you think that the two front runners on um, Let me say here, I would say the opposing party, but the Democratic Party, one is a socialist, one is a homosexual. And you think either one of the two has an opportunity to be president of the United States of America? Church, we are living in critical times. We are living in the last days. I was just preaching uh, a few weeks ago in Las Vegas, which is a horrible, horrible city far as godliness and sin is concerned. My wife, myself, was driving down the road. And I, I thought about this thing. I said, you know, and she said something about, I wonder if. If Sodom and Gomorrah was this, this bad, I wonder if Noah's time was this bad. And I said, you know, there's one thing that's troubling that, that I, I know it's, I know it's bad, but we're going to a church that, that has a lot of people in it and there was only eight souls that was saved on the ark and there was only three souls that made it out of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they were practically drug out. So there is still goodly, godly people that, and the church is the only saving point of this wicked and perverse world that we live in. I said, but there's one thing that God, you look through the Bible and you look through history that all of these failed kingdoms and all of these failed generations has in common. God would never condone sexual perversion. He never has in the past. And I'm pretty certain He's not going to do it in the future. And so as much as I love this country, as much as I love life, as much as I love living, I want to tell you, church, we are in critical, critical times. And so it's very important that the church... Of the living God. Get an understanding. And a revelation of the times. That we are living in. And understand. That we are living in the last days. If you're going to live for God. You better live for God now. If you're going to get serious about church. You better get serious about church now. Amen. Amen. It's no time to play. It's no time to relax. It's no time to sit there with our folding of the hands. amen the Bible said, Go to the ant, you slugger, consider her ways and be wise, which, having no ruler, guide or overseer, prepareth her meat in the time of summer. She gather, I want to tell you, now's the time to together, now's the time to have revival, now's the time to move, now's the time to get busy serving and living for God. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to a more spiritual point of those who failed to seize the moment. This is one of the saddest Scriptures that I find in the Word of God. And it comes in Genesis chapter 4. Cain had killed his brother Abel. And in doing so, God is looking for Abel. And Cain says the famous quote, Am I my brother's keeper? And when he says this, he has an audience with God. He is talking to God Almighty. And the Bible says in verse number 16, And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. What a sad, sad, sad Scripture. Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord did not leave Cain. Cain stepped away from the presence of the Lord. Cain kind of left God hanging if you would say it that way. Cain just had an audience with God and turned his back on God and walked away from Him. These are people that failed to seize the moment they knew not the hour of their visitation. And when you read the Word of God that He went and He dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden, He went away from the presence of God, never, ever to return again. I have seen it many, many times in my life, to where there are people that are struggling, people that are needing things from God, people that are in the valley of decision, making decisions about life and living for God. I've seen God give me message after message to those individuals, and they would not hear it. I have seen God bring evangelists in that had no clue who they were, and they would preach right directly to them. And I have seen some heed the Word of God and make a change, but I have seen some that rejected the Word of God and walk away from God. And they would come back to church, and God never talked to them. They would sit in the presence of the Lord, and there was never another message preached in their church ger- Because they did not know the hour of their visitation. I can remember one case in particular. God gave me a message after many times reaching for this individual. I went and talked to them. I talked to them after church in the office. I tried to reason with them to no avail. They didn't quit coming to church. Then they come back. But never again, never again did I ever preach to them, not because of choice. Never again did I ever hear an evangelist come by and preach to that situation. It was like it was left alone. God reached and they did not understand the hour of their visitation. And their land, their house was left Desolate, just like the Word of God said. I want to tell you, church, let it be said that we understand the hour of our visitation that God is visiting us. Jacob at Bethel. Now, Jacob comes back to Bethel many, many years later. But it find, I find it very interesting The Word of God says in Genesis chapter 28 and verse number 16, And Jacob awake out of his sleep and said, Surely the presence, surely the Lord is in this place. That sounds good. But this last phrase is very devastating. And I knew it not. How many times have we as individuals come to the house of God and we feel, we understand that the world, the Holy Ghost is moving in our presence, but we never, we never respond to the presence of God and then we go out. And we said, man, the Holy Ghost was there, but I didn't even recognize what God was doing. I didn't, I didn't understand what God was doing. We didn't understand that someone was there for the very last service of their life. We did not understand the hour of the visitation. Walked away from Bethel for many, 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 many years. And the Scripture does tell us that He eventually come back. And the text is so sad. Jesus is prophesying about the desolation and the destruction of Jerusalem, which one happened some 70 years AD. And then you see the, the turmoil and the, the, the heartache that the Jews have been through ever since that time. The Holocaust, how devastating, how destructive, Millions died because they did not understand the hour of their visitation. Choices takes and produces a lifelong of happiness or lifelong regrets because of choices. Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Jerusalem, I come here for you. I want to gather you close to me. But every prophet that I've sent, you've killed. Jerusalem, because of this, you knew not the hour of your visitation. Your house shall be left desolate. For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. People in the Word of God who understood and got a grip on the hour of their visitation. There was a blind man on the Jericho Road. The Bible does not tell us his name. I don't guess the Bible felt the Word of God, felt it was important to give us the name of this man. One place said it was blind Bartimaeus. One place says this. One place said there was two. So I don't know if there was two different accounts or if one account. But this one in Luke says, Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. Passeth by. Passeth by. Now, if you're familiar, Jesus was on His way to Calvary. He wasn't ever coming by Jericho again. It was a one-time opportunity. It was a one-time visitation. And so this man heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out saying, Jesus, thou Son of David, have mercy on me. They begin to try to quiet him down. They begin to try to quiet his voice. But he realized this is my time. This is my hour. This is my opportunity. I've got to get His attention. I may not ever have this opportunity again, so I'm going to do whatever I can to get the the attention of the blind eye healer. I'm going to do whatever I can to get this man Jesus back to where I'm at. And he began to cry out that much the more. As they would try to quiet him down. No, I will not be quiet. With every visitation that comes from God, there is an adversary to the visitation. With every opportunity that God gives us to get our need met, there is an adversary. How many times I have felt this in my own spirit. Hey man, I have come and I have preached to people that have been sick, that I know that are that are deathly sick with terrible diseases and I have preached and God has given me messages of faith and healing and I have seen them instead of walking to the front to get prayer they walk out the back door and I'm saying why does people miss their hour of visitation even because people's faith are weak and people's faith is distraught and people's faith is mixed up but I want to tell you there comes an opportunity and it may only come once in a lifetime. And it's important to us as a church to realize the hour of our visitation. Amen. Amen. If the blind man would have listened to the critics and the naysayers and the religious leaders of that time, he would have never gotten his miracle, but he felt something pass by him that drawled him, that was a special visitation from God. And he realized, there goes my miracle. I've got to do something to get it back to where I am. You see, the Bible said he passed by before he ever started to cry. Jesus had already passed by him. I want to tell you today, but when he got his mind made up, I'm going to scream, I'm going to jump, I'm going to buck, I'm going to make a noise until I get the attention of Jesus. Jesus, the hour of visitation. And all of a sudden in the midst of the noise, who said that God does not care about me? Who said who had made that statement? There's so many people sick, God's not worried about me. Amen in a crowd of thousands and a a crowd of people that was following Him and pressed up against Him, He heard the voice of one blind man screaming by the wayside, Jesus, Thou Son of David! Jesus, Thou Son of David! Jesus, Thou Son of David! Have mercy on me! The Bible says in one place that Jesus stood still. There is a cry that stops God. Jesus stood still and said, hey, I'm not just going to heal him, but I'm going to have a conversation with him. Bring him to me. And he left that beggar's garment behind. I'm not going to need this anymore. Why? Because I realize this is my hour. I'm preaching to you today, church. I come to preach to this church. And some of you, I see that your mind is a million miles away. But I've got a message from God to this church today. About the hour of our visitation. That is very necessary for each and every member of this congregation to grasp hold and realize the hour that we live in. Amen. There was another man called Zacchaeus, the Bible says, that sought to see Jesus and could not for the press because he was little of statue. But this Word of God tells us in Luke chapter 19, and he ran before and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way, amen, he realized this is my hour, this is my opportunity, this is my chance, this is a day that is mine, the Lord is coming by, and I must see the Lord, whatever I have to do, if I have to act foolish, if I as a tax collector have to crawl to the top of a sycamore tree, whatever i got to do, I've got to understand this is my hour, this is my chance. This is my opportunity, my visitation. My visitation My visitation As the crowd passed by Jesus walked by that sycamore tree And He said Because you climbed that tree I'm going to tell you that I know your name I want to tell you God knows the name Of people that recognize The visitation of God God knows your name When you understand I'm going to cry out to God I'm going to get His attention I realize that God is trying to do something for me. Amen. Amen. People in the Word of God that realize the hour of their visitation. On and on and on and on. There was a woman that was sick for 12 years. That was so sick that she had spent all that she had. And she just heard that Jesus She heard that Jesus was going to pass by her way. And she made up in her mind, If I can but touch the hem of His garment. Oh, some of us got our mind made up Well, if God wants to do something for me I tell you, God to come back here And thump me on top of the head three times Slap me around Push me down on the floor And then I'll be ready to listen for God No, 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 it don't work that way Amen She made up in her mind If I can but touch Him. This is my hour. This is my day. This is my opportunity. He's coming by. He's coming by. He's coming by. I must touch Him. I must... I must touch him, Amen. I wish there would be a hunger and a desire in our souls, in the souls of every saint of the First Pentecostal Church, Amen. That would get something stirred up down in our spirit that says it's not a it's not an opportunity, but it's an opportunity of a lifetime. I must touch him. I must get my prayer answered. Now is the hour of. my My visitation amen amen I pray I pray that future generations will look back on First Pentecostal Church that has been in existence somewhere between 90 and 100 years I believe it is that you will look back future generations will look back and say there's one thing about FPC of Sillsby, Texas. They have always understood the hour of their visitation. I believe the year was 1959. There was a great evangelist and a great revival that broke out in the First Pentecostal Church of Sillsby with Brother Verbal Bean. Is there anybody that remembers that revival? Anybody that got the Holy Ghost in that revival? Amen. Many, many, many have already gone on to meet the Lord somewhere around 1959. I may not have the year exact. Amen. But you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I believe it was over a hundred souls that was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to tell you, it was not the power of Brother Verbal Bean. It was not the power of the pastor. It was the power of God and the response to the church that realized today is my day. Amen. Today is our hour of visitation. Today is a day that the Lord has come by to give us the increase. Amen. 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 I tell you today, amen, what a great revival. What a great building to this wonderful church. Amen. What a great accomplishment. But I want to tell you today that God is not through. And what God done then, God is still able to do today. Amen. And what God did back then, God is able to perform it today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I said all that to get to this point that I'm at right now. Amen. 1959, 1958, and 1960. God did not die. Amen. Amen. Some people say, you can be seated just for a moment. Some people say, oh, gone are the days of verbal being. Gone are the days of all of these elders. Gone are the days of revival like that. Amen. I find it amazing. I find it amazing. Amen. I find it just mind-blowing. Amen. People's testimonies of the way that it was. Can I tell you today that God has not changed? Amen. And some people have already got it made up in your mind That it won't ever happen like that again We'll never see that again Amen You are the exact ones that I come to preach to you today And I come to tell you today is our hour Amen God has come to visit us God has come to do a work for us God has come to give us a move of the Holy Ghost Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Now I want to tell you, you're not going to get it sitting on your spiritual behind of do nothing. Of all the doubters. And you want to say, you know, you know, people were just like they are today way back then. There was people doubting then. Amen. Just like there is today doubting. Every time somebody gets the Holy Ghost, there's somebody doubting that they're gonna live for God. Amen. Hey, I seen Brother Jacob Monday night, slain in the Holy Ghost. He didn't know what hit him. His eyes was big and he said, like, who, who slapped me down? Amen. And there was some people standing around, well, we just wait and see. Wait and see. Wait and see. No, no, no. That's not the attitude that we need to have. We need to understand that God has visited us. Amen, that revival has visited our midst. That God is wanting to fill all souls with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I come against every doubting spirit that the devil has already told you. God won't do it in my family. God's not going to save my children. Amen. You need to understand mamas. You need to understand daddies. Today is our hour. Amen. Realize your visitation is at hand. Realize. Amen. I tell you what I want you to do right now. I want everybody to be seated right now because some of you that I'm preaching to sit sitting there still as a, as a church mouse. Hey Amen. I want everybody in this place that's got a lost child, a lost spouse, I want you to stand up right now. You are who me is talking to. You are who God is talking to. God has come to tell you today. Listen to me. Amen. Listen to me. I'm talking in the Holy Ghost right now. God has come to tell you today. It's your hour. It's your hour. Amen. You need to get your name on your family. You need to get a spot set for them in church. No, this is my baby spot. This is my husband's spot. This is my, you gotta have faith. You gotta see it. You gotta believe it. You gotta thank God for it. It's your hour. It's your hour. It's your hour. It's your hour. Come on, church. It's First Pentecostal Church's hour. It's our hour for revival. It's our hour for increase. It's our hour to see souls saved. It's our hour for God to do a work in our families. Some people are sitting around with the idea it's my three and no more. We got a comfortable crowd. I'm doing well financially. Most of us in here is doing well financially. And the devil says, don't rock the boat, buddy. You're going to get all kinds of trouble. I, I was listening to, to brother, brother Bergeron come to my office earlier and he said, well, I was supposed to go pick up this guy, but I seen this posted and, and I was wondering what you think. And they said he was a predator. He's this and he's that. I said, well, just go check him out, pick him up, bring him to church. This is where people that's lost needs to be. Well, I lost some of you there. It doesn't matter if you're black. It don't matter if you're white. It don't matter if you speak English. It don't matter what walk of life you come from. God is here to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. 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 i come to preach to you today. If I've ever felt it in my spirit before, I feel it burning inside of me. I know the devil has tried to stop revival. With the flu last week, we had over 50 people out. This week, somewhere around 50. And the devil has kicked me around. The devil has slapped me around. But you know what? Last weekend, God still filled people with the Holy Ghost. We got one sitting back here that was filled with the Holy Ghost. We got one sitting up here that was healed with the Holy Ghost. The devil can't stop what God's doing. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Get ready. Get ready. Amen. Get your mind made up. Amen. Keep believing God. Get your faith built up in what God is doing. We don't build the future. By destroying the past. You don't have to, you don't have to compromise holiness. You don't have to compromise separation from the world to have revival. Amen. If you compromise that, you don't have anything anyway. Amen. The Bible still said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Don't believe the lie of the devil. You don't build the future by destroying the past. Neither do you build the future by living in the past. I tell you what we used to do. We used to have church every night. The first revival I preached. The first place I went to preach. I went there with one message. I was gonna preach on Sunday night. I got there on Saturday night, went to eat with the preacher. He said, Well you gonna be ready in the morning? When he said that, I believe my heart hit the floor. And it started going, Peter, Pater, Peter, Patter, you're going to preach the same thing twice, though, buddy. And I said, you're not preaching on Sunday morning? And he said, no, what do you think i got you here for? And I said, well, amen, hallelujah, praise God. And that's what they heard a lot of. Amen. Some, I think it was six weeks later of every day and every night, having church, having church, and having church. So you're not telling me anything about having church every night. But if I start scheduled it every night. You that holler about it all the time are the ones that would not be here. Amen. So what nights we do have it. Let's come together pumped and primed and ready to have a move of God. Put everything you got into it. Get your mind made up. Well, my daughter didn't come tonight. But next night, my son didn't come today. But he's coming tomorrow. God's still doing it. God's still doing it. Why? Because this is my hour. Hallelujah, somebody praise God right now Unfortunately for you And fortunately for me I've got a lot more to say And my voice is still strong Amen, so here we are Here we are. What do we do? We as a church, we have to seize the moment. Amen. We have to understand every individual in this place has got to get an understanding of what God is doing. Amen. Come to this church every day and pray. Come to this church every day and pray. Get off of your stinking Facebook and Instagram. Get your nose in the book. Stay away from the internet as much as possible. Get your nose in the carpet and pray. And snot and cry. And thank God for what He's doing. And believe God for what He's going to do. Amen. Take the impossible situations and watch God work. God's working. God's moving. God's filling souls with the Holy Ghost. Get on the... Train I understand that some says revival cannot happen. Most because you are like Jerusalem, and don't understand the visitation, the hour, the hour, the hour. The hour. The hour. The hour. The hour. Jesus sitting at the well said, said, behold, the hour now is where the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The hour is now. Don't wait for revival. Revival's now. Wait for revival. Revival is now. We're in a habit. We're in a ho ho just a minute. I just thought of this. Amen. So don't judge me wrongly because I've not thought this out well, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Amen. We're in a habit of praying, God give us revival, give us revival. I'm walking up and down the front here, and I'm saying, God, give us revival, give us revival. When we need to change it from give us revival to God, thank you for revival. Thank you for revival. Thank you for what you're doing, thank you for the that you saved. Thank you for the ones that we baptized. Thank you for I think I'll just praise them right now. I think I'll just shout right now. I think I'll give God some glory. Thank you for revival. Thank you for saving my family. Thank you for reaching my lost loved ones. I don't want to miss my hour. Some of you say I've already taken my hour. I don't want to miss my time of visitation. Brother Verbal Bean is gone. Who was a pastor then? Was it Brother Morgan? Brother Dunn or Brother Morgan? Brother Dunn? Brother Dunn is gone. Brother Morgan is gone. But you know when Brother Bean was killed in of Mubay accident, God didn't die? No, he did not. That's right. That's right. And when Brother Morgan and Brother Dunn left this world to go receive their reward, God did not die. What's the scripture says that? That some thinks wisdom has something about wisdom dying with them, or something about that, but it doesn't. It just keeps on going. The Holy Ghost keeps on working. Amen. The difference in them is us is their faith and their zeal and their determination and their belief in God. Amen. We got faith in a doctor. We got faith in a banker. We got faith in a lawyer. We got faith in our, our job. We got faith in this. We got faith in our cars. We got, we need a little more faith in God. Amen. Quit trying to reason everything out. Quit trying to figure out why it can not happen and just believe God's going to make it happen with God. All oh, things are possible god don't heal blind eyes anymore. I come to tell you you don't know what God can do. God still does miracles My point tonight today that doesn't mean i'm still going to be preaching when it gets night. My point today. Is to come and try to help everybody in this house right now. Realize. I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. I feel it in the atmosphere. I feel it when I come in here to pray and there's nobody here. I feel it. I just I just feel. I just feel that God's about to break something loose in this place. I just feel it in my spirit. And my point is to you today, I'm trying to transfer. Amen. And I know, I know, I know in the Holy Ghost that it's our hour of visitation. Church, if we let this hour pass, I don't know if God's ever coming back by. I don't know when the next year He's going to come back by is. But I know one thing, He's here right now. He's here right now. He's here right now. I'm going to Get all I can. I, I want everything he's got. I, I want to see him do everything that he can do.. I want everybody in this place today close your eyes right now. Everyone that's got a lost loved one, a lost child, a lost spouse. I want you right now with your eyes closed. I want you just to get a grip on your visitation right now. The hour, the hour. I want you to envision them walking in these back doors. I want you to envision them when the preacher preaches and the Holy Ghost starts moving. That they're making their way to the altar of repentance. I want you to remove every bit of doubt that says, oh, it hasn't lasted in the past. It just, they'll jig in and jig out. It'll happen and then it'll go away. No, 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 no. This time is different than other times. God is going to do something that He's never done before. God's about to work like He's never worked before in my family. I want you to see it in faith right now. Come on, I don't believe you're getting it yet. I don't believe you're seeing it right now. Because when you start seeing it through the eyes of faith. Your demeanor will change. Your spirit will change. Amen. Your actions will change. Amen. The way that God starts moving on you will change. I see what God's doing. I see what God wants to do. I see how God's working. Come on church, get a grip. Get a glimpse of what God is doing. Come on, see it by faith right now. See it by faith. See it in the Holy Ghost. Believe it in Jesus' name. Is that your reaction? A man that was blind had more reaction than that. Not over someone getting salvation, but somebody getting healed from the blinded eyes. There's nothing greater than someone receiving the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, you don't see it yet. You don't see it yet. Come on, you gotta look for it. You gotta believe it. You gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Here's a wife that's got faith right now. She's starting to see it. What about somebody else? Can you see your child? Can you see your grandkids? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I can see it happening. I can see it working. I can see God moving. Revival, revival, revival. Come on, somebody. Look, look, look. Look, get a, get a hold of it. This is my hour. I don't want to miss my visitation. I don't want to miss my visitation. I don't want to miss my opportunity. I don't want to have bad timing, God. I want to move when you say move. I want to walk when you say walk. I want to shout when you say shout. I don't want to miss my opportunity. Jesus! 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 Thou Son of David! Thou Son of David! Thou Son of David! Have mercy on me! Jesus! It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. me. Jesus, thou Son of David, have mercy. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. Look at my family. Look at my family, God. Save my boys. Save my girls. Oh, God, hear me. Jesus! If I can but touch Him. If I can but touch Him. Tomorrow's going to be different than today. I can only imagine the woman with the issue of blood. Tomorrow's going to be different than today. Oh, tomorrow's going to be a good day. I heard that Jesus was passing by. I'm going to touch Him. I'm going to touch Him. And oh, there's always somebody standing in your way. There's always an adversary. There's always a naysayer. There's always doubt. There's always unbelief. There's always unbelief. Can you imagine her the night before He comes by? She's already heard that He's going to pass by. And she's sleeping there trying to sleep. And her mind keeps whirling. Oh, i got faith. And the devil says, no, he don't have time to worry about you. Oh, but God's going to heal me. Jesus is coming by. He's healed people in the past. Oh, but he's not going to do it in the future. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. And the devil says, no, it's just the same old time. It's the same old day. It's just a revolving door. Oh, no, 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 no. She gets up early in the morning. I'm going to touch Him. I'm going to touch Him. I'm going to touch Him. I'm going to get up early in the morning and I'm going to pray. I'm going to get up early in the morning and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray through the day. I'm going to pray every night. Why? Because today is my day. It's my hour. It's my hour of visitation. It's our hour of visitation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's my hour of visitation. I need some people to work with me right now. I need some people that believe with me right now. I need some people that seriously believe with me right now. I feel, church, I'm, I'm telling you, I feel this so strong. Amen. This is what I've been praying for. This is what I've been fasting for. For the past years and years, I've been praying for this time. And I know we've had good revivals in the past, and we've had people feel with the Holy Ghost in the past. But I feel something special right now. I feel something special right now. I feel something different right now. It's a visitation like I ain't felt in a long time. God want to do something like I had not felt in a long time. Like God's about to break something loose that I haven't felt in a long time. I need some people to believe with me right now. I want everybody just to take a few steps back. Everybody just take a few steps back right now. A few steps back right now. Now, if you don't believe this, and you don't want this, and it really don't make any difference to you, I don't want you to do it just because somebody's watching. But I want i want some men right now. I want some men right now that feel what I'm talking about. That want to feel what I'm talking about. That want to get behind this and push and pray like you never have before. I want you to take the step right up here around this front right now. Come on, get as close as you can now. If you don't, if you don't feel it and you ain't going to do it for all, all, don't come, don't come. I want those that I can count on. I want some women that right now that you feel it like you've never felt it before and you want to see it happen like you've never wanted to see it before. I want you to come right now, right now. The Bible said where two or three are gathered together in my name. I believe it, church. Let's pray for it right now. God would build our faith. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Ghost, work right now. Holy Ghost, I believe you right now, God. Work every chain of doubt, fear, and unbelief, God. Do it right now. Do it right now, Holy Ghost. Oh, move in every family, God. Move on every job. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's believe Him. Let's thank Him for what He's doing right now. Thank Him for what He's doing right now. hallelujah 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 <laughs> yes God yes God yes God yes God I believe you I believe you Holy Ghost 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 I believe you Holy Ghost, I believe you, Holy Ghost. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I believe you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 I believe you. Now the devil, the devil is going to attack. The devil is going to attack. The devil is going to tell you why it can't happen. The devil's gonna tell you why it can't happen, why it's not gonna happen. But the devil's still the biggest liar of all. And you can always rest assured when the Holy Ghost starts moving, the devil's gonna start rearing up his ugly head. But the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. Don't let the devil hinder your faith. Don't let the devil block your faith. Don't let the devil stop your faith. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep believing. Keep thanking God. And keep praising God. Because today is the hour of my visitation. In this whole church congregation's visitation. And it's up to us to seize the moment. And to move with the timing of God. And God's timing is now. However long Brother Marks is here, that's good. But when Brother Marks leaves revival, don't leave with him.